This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. So today for our hot question of the day, we're talking about election issues and things that you wish had been brought up during this campaign or you were perhaps waiting to hear more about but you didn't. So cast your vote on this. You can go online to SimiSarah980 or at CKNW on Twitter to vote. But you can also email me too, your thoughts on this. Simi at CKNW.com or call their buzz line 604-331-2899. Right now, the number one issue, 43% of the people who voted are saying healthcare was huge for them. They haven't heard enough about it. Also, though, in the top three, coming in third right now, is the opioid crisis. Now, that, particularly here on the West Coast, has hit us pretty hard. And just this morning, as a matter of fact, new figures have been released in the last hour from the BC Coroner's Service on the opioid overdose crisis. So during the first eight months of this year, there were 690 illicit drug toxicity deaths. Now, that the good news on that is that it's down. It's 33% lower than the same period in 2018 when more than a thousand deaths were reported but that's still almost 700 people and that's a lot of people whose friends and family are wondering what they could have done or what could have been done uh, to help them so we wanted to talk about this uh, more the numbers as well but what's being done what isn't being done joining us now is donald mcpherson who's the executive director of the canadian drug policy coalition which is part of simon fraser university's center for applied research in mental health and addictions uh, donald thank you very much for joining us. Uh, good morning. Do these, Pleasure. do these latest numbers surprise you at all that we're still talking about a fairly sizable problem here? Yes, the, the problem is still uh, in, in outrageously uh, serious in terms of the numbers. These numbers are still extremely high. It is uh, nice to see that they seem to be going down this year over last year. And uh, it, it you want to you want to believe it's uh, some of the things we're doing is having an impact, and that's uh, probably the case. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff happening out there, um, uh, but on the other hand, um, I believe in in those statistics, 85% of the uh, the deaths were related to fentanyl, uh, illegal fentanyl in the drug supply. So that is also an extremely alarming number. It shows that the drug supply is still very toxic and very deadly for those right. people who are forced to uh, use it. Right. The stat that you mentioned there, fentanyl detected in more than 85% of the illicit drug toxicity deaths, both in 2018 and 2019. So still a huge problem. Given that though, Donald, are you surprised that this didn't get more attention or hasn't gotten more attention during the election campaign? Absolutely. Uh, no, if, if, if any other issue had more than 12,500 people dropping dead in the last three years in Canada, um, I think politicians would be tripping over themselves to be uh, coming forward with solutions, uh, proposed solutions. Uh, but for some reason, uh, I think we can all uh, understand it's a highly stigmatized issue, uh, and uh, often people don't want to talk about this uh, because it's a it's a it's an area that is uh, unfamiliar to people. They don't understand uh, the complexity of what's going on, and some of the solutions uh, that are being proposed uh, are are dr- dramatic changes in the direction that we're uh, ad- 
dealing with uh, this issue, and uh, that can be scary when you're talking about change. Right, and yet it is spreading, is it not? Like, I know BC has been dealing with this for a few years now, but I'm hearing increasingly they're dealing with this in Ontario as well. Yes, and uh, and last year, overdoses continued to go up in Ontario. So uh, there's no end in sight uh, with the uh, the implementation of sort of by the organized criminals of bringing fentanyl into the uh, drug drug market. Um, there's just no end in sight in terms of the toxicity of the drug market and the dangers posed to people who you are using. Right. So what are we doing here in BC? Are, are we... Are we making a difference here? Like, I know the numbers are down a bit, but is that enough? Uh, no, it's not enough. Uh, in, in the in the 90s, we had a chief coroner's provincial task force because the number hit 400, and that was that was seen as an absolute total colossal disaster. Um, and that, if we could get to 400 tomorrow, that would be fabulous. Uh, but that that's the scale at what we're we're looking at. These are these numbers are preposterous, and um, it's nice to see progress. There's been a lot of uh, focus on. Uh, scaling up uh, uh, treatment, uh, scaling up naloxone access, scaling up overdose prevention services, supervised consumption services, uh, a lot of public awareness campaigns. We've BC's done a lot. Um, however, they seem to be stuck in terms of uh, moving on. Probably the most important thing they could do is to recognize this as a toxic drug poisoning crisis and to begin to look at providing a safe supply of substances for people. Do you think that by calling it that, that would change things, by calling it a toxic drug supply crisis? That's what the coroner calls it. Uh, it it's an illicit drug toxicity death. The, the language of the coroner changed some time ago. Uh, when they realized that this was not necessarily related to uh, an overdose or an addiction. This is an accidental drug toxicity death, just like if you opened a bottle of beer and suddenly dropped dead from something inside it. So the coroner's language is changing, and we have to see it as that and respond with a public health approach that actually looks at that as the main issue. Uh, Overdose implies someone took too much of something. Um, a drug toxicity death is someone accidentally took something that killed them. Um, so that's a very important framing, and um, this has been framed far too long as a problem of uh, addiction uh, as opposed to drug toxicity. Are we getting to the source of the problem as well, Donald? Because like consistently we've heard that men overwhelmingly account for these deaths. I mean, these latest stats show that males accounted for 77% of these deaths in 2019. Are we addressing those core issues? I think we're beginning to just beginning to really understand who uh, who these people are who are dying and uh, what their vulnerabilities are and uh, the the fact that so many are uh, uh, it's such an imbalance of men it it, it shows that uh, clearly there are populations of men that are clearly under stress that are clearly doing uh, using the illegal market, uh, probably many of these drug deaths are poly substance users, so they're using multiple uh, substances. And the but the fact of it is, many of these people would be alive today had it not been for the illicit fentanyl in the market. Um, so that that is the one variable that has really changed since nineteen since twenty. 2015, 2015, when this uh, epidemic of overdose uh, really started to, 
to, to rise. Donald, what do you think a political party could have done? What would you have liked to have heard? I would have liked to have heard, and I hope we will hear with a new federal government. Um, I think we would. I would like to hear that uh, this is a national public health emergency. I would like to see that the Public Health Agency of Canada is charged to respond in a way to this disaster as they would to uh, an outbreak of Ebola or SARS. If one person had have died of SARS or Ebola in the last three years, you, you can bet you there would yeah. have been an amazing response. Um, I would like to see uh, all governments uh, acknowledge that our drug policies uh, this is symptomatic of a colossal collapse and failure of our approach to drugs and that uh, we need to see this as a drug toxicity poisoning and implement a, the safe supply uh, projects that are beginning to happen through the efforts of uh, NGOs and uh, courageous doctors who are beginning to prescribe hydromorphone uh, to people or pr- prescribe other opiates. Um, we really need to turn the corner and treat this as, as the outbreak of poisoning that it is. Um, so when it comes to that, then you haven't heard anything like that from any political party. Is the idea then, do you think itself just too almost toxic for a political party to tackle? That's generally the problem when you talk about changing, you know, moving away from the war on drugs, the tough on crime approach, which is, uh, you know, such a popular kind of statement uh, on the political uh, stump speeches, uh, and that it means absolutely nothing because nothing will change if we keep doing more of the same. We need to take a very different approach and implement a a range of uh, uh, public health strategies that uh, uh, allow us to contact people, allow us to offer them a safer supply of substances uh, during during this crisis, um, and to begin to do what many uh, several public health uh, authorities are calling for in uh, in Canada, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver public health. uh, calling for finally getting our heads around looking at a regulated supply of substances to make the illegal market uh, history uh, as much as we can. All right, Donald, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. As Donald McPherson, Executive Director of the Canadian Drug Policy Coalition, 